Now in year number six, it's a yank on the footy with Craig Wessels. Everybody sit back and enjoy a chat about the greatest game on the face of the earth. Thanks for listening, everybody, and I do hope you'll share it with your friends and family. Cheers. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 301 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels coming to you from snowy Sandusky, Ohio. Thanks for giving this episode a listen. In just a moment, I'm going to be sitting down for the fifth preview episode for 2024. I'm going to be joined by Dean Vasek from Hashtag Kangaroos. Uh, Dean's been a great friend of the podcast, and we are going to talk everything North Melbourne for 2024. And I have to tell you, I'm not sure if the glass is half full yet, but it is definitely filling, and there are some green shoots on the way. Now, don't forget, folks, if you're interested in having your local footy club get a shout-out during an upcoming episode, I hope you'll reach out to me over on my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can drop me a note there. You can reach out to me on my socials, which are also all linked at my website, or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. Keep in mind also that I am coming to Australia in July and uh, hoping to meet up with as many people as I possibly can while I am there, catch as much footy as I can from the AFL level all the way down to local footy, even, you know, the, the younger kids. I want to see the game at that level because it has been such a wonderful thing to uh, to engage with these local clubs uh, when I give shout-outs uh, to local clubs at the outset of episodes. And I really want to see what makes those clubs tick as many of them as I can. So if you want to help out the podcast and help out uh, that trek, you could certainly do that uh, by heading to my website, yankonthefooty.com and clicking on that uh, buy me a coffee button. Uh, that would certainly be a big help if you'd like to do that. Now, today's club of the episode are the Eden Hope Apsley Saints of the Horsham and District Football League. Now, this club was formed in 1999 when the successful Eden Hope and Apsley clubs merged. They initially played in the Cowrie Narakur Tatiara Football League, I hope I pronounce this all correctly, uh, before joining the aforementioned Horsham and District Football League. They won several premierships on their own. Uh, the senior club is welcoming Addie Campbell to coach her senior side in 2024. And Coach Campbell, it looks like, has led several clubs to premierships during his coaching career. And the Saints are going to be opening up their 2024 fixture against Taylor's Lake at the Dock Lake Reservation, excuse me, Recreation Reserve on the 13th of April. Now, last year, they finished sixth on the ladder with a record uh, level at eight wins and eight losses. And I want to wish the Saints the absolute best in 2024. It was really neat looking through their Facebook page. I saw that it looks like three brothers who all play together on the same side, which is kind of a really, really neat thing as well there. Uh, if you're a baseball fan here in the United States, we had the Alou brothers uh, who did that, who were all outfielders that played together at one time, I believe. So let's go ahead and jump into my chat with Dean Vasek from the Hashtag Kangaroos podcast. And let's find out what's going to be going on with North Melbourne in 2024. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am absolutely thrilled to welcome back to the podcast a great friend of the podcast who's joined me now a few times. In fact, one not that long ago uh, in uh, Dean Vasek from the Hashtag Kangaroos podcast. Dean, thanks for getting up this morning, and how are you doing, sir? I'm doing very well, thanks, Craig, and uh, no dramas at all. I'm, I'm an early riser, so happy to be a part of the podcast again. Good deal. Yeah, I was up at 4.30 this morning, you know, waiting. I, I'm normally up at about that time, and uh, we got the call uh, that school was canceled at about 5.15 this morning. So I made my wife breakfast which before she went to work, awesome. which I shoveled the snow. She did not eat the breakfast. I enjoyed it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> You're a better bloke than I am, uh, Craig. I, I probably wouldn't have gone that far. So. Yeah, it was, uh, it, was actually pretty, it was actually pretty good. It was uh, some oatmeal and bananas and such, uh, you know, a little bit of uh, cottage cheese mixed in with it as well. It was actually pretty decent. So... We're here to talk about your beloved North Melbourne Kangaroos for 2024. And before we jump in too far, is is this the the first step where maybe six, you know, supporters of the other six other 16 clubs, because the Eagles are kind of in the same boat with you right now, where maybe they stop you know, kind of whispering under their breath and chuckling and that sort of thing. Do you think this is where, where this is the year where they start to realize, okay, uh, North is actually pointing North and going in the right direction here. Do you think this is going to happen this year? Yeah, I think there'll be a little bit more pain uh, this year, to be honest with you. I feel like this is 
We're rebuilding the rebuild almost. Uh, I feel like this is Clarkson's uh, first year, really. This is a very young team this year. We've got right. rid of a lot of experience. Um, over 1,300 games uh, of experience is left, which has put a lot of emphasis on the young kids. So, yeah, I mean, there's probably going to be uh, a little bit more giggles and there's probably going to be a few uh, big losses as well. But uh, I think there's going to be some exciting football in, in amongst it as well. So, yeah, I think we're going to play a bit of a you know, run-and-gun style of football because that's what our list build is at the moment. So, yeah, we'll see We'll see how we go. But uh, there might be a few more uh, giggles under the breath of uh, a few of our rival supporters. Yeah, and I, I was looking at your list, and there are 18 players on your list have 13 games or fewer, mm. and 16 of those 18 have less than 10. Yeah. So it, as you said, it is the youngest list at, you know, average age of 23.4, uh, you know, 49 game average on the list. So, uh, and that includes, uh, I'm tr losing my mind here that somebody's at 271 games and it's uh, drawn a blank on it right there, right now. Um, Liam Shield, uh, yeah, Shield's Liam got 271 games right now. So, hey, you know what? You play in the grand final this year, he could play game 300 roughly in uh in the grand final oh that's 29 games so i don't know how good your maths is this no, morning would, uh, okay take a couple <laughs> games in the next year a couple games in the next yeah, year that's yeah, yeah, so yeah. well it's 23 games on the season yeah yeah he wouldn't he wouldn't 24 make it to, now, 24 now so yeah that's why i was okay yeah. it's close he'd be round one or two next year then he'll be he'll be playing it then once once you guys win the yeah, grand yeah. final so there you go we, uh, if we get 24 games or 27 games out of Liam Shields, we're probably going to struggle, to be honest with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'll be playing finals if he's uh, if he's playing that many games. Well, okay. So, you know, we we, we need to get the uh, – you were recording this not long after, um, you know, you, you lost one of your new recruits with a bit of a hamstring, hamstring twinge with Zach Fisher. So, not sure how long he's going to be out. But then the other news, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, you know, Taron Thomas – is back in the news. You talked about it uh, with Shaban and Marnie on your most recent episode of your podcast, hashtag uh, kangaroo. So if you, if you want to hear their take on it, I'd strongly suggest going there and listening to that. Uh, and I'll, I'll link the podcast, their podcast. If you're not already following it, I'll link that in the show notes, but uh, we don't know much yet and we'll know stuff soon about it. Yeah, next few days. I think he has a meeting on Monday with the AFL Integrity Unit um, to get his uh, version because there has been an allegation, and and we've got to use that word allegation mm -hmm. at this stage. That uh, yeah, he's um, yeah done something. Uh, we're not too sure. I don't even think the club knows uh, much of it to be honest. But uh, he he's not at the club at the moment, obviously till yeah after Monday. And yeah, we can't uh, say much more than. Yeah, it makes you it makes you a little nervous when you hear it because uh, we all know how talented a football he is. I think he came right, sixth right. in the best and fairest in about eight games last year or yeah. nine games. So, yeah, uh, his football is, doesn't talking, but yeah, yeah. I have to ask: is that is that something that's demonstrative of how good a player he is, or is that an indictment about how much the club struggled last year? Where somebody who played about a third of the season finished sixth in the best and fairest, and I, I mean, it could be you know two sides of the same coin, I guess. Yeah, oh, it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, what did we win three games last year? Lost about twenty in a row or something like that. Um, it, look, he's a very talented footballer, and he seemed to get himself in a good headspace when he did come back. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully, uh, there's nothing too serious with this sort of thing. Um, yeah, and maybe yeah, I, I don't know this, you know, anything about it, but right, uh, right. look, uh, you, you tend to um, look after the players that are a little bit more talented. If he was, if he was an average footballer, we probably would have already got rid of him. Um, that's just the reality. Of that's AFL that's football. a good that's a good point. You mentioned off air. You know, we talked a little bit about contracts and that sort of thing, and how how you said you know that that you're fairly certain that there are some things maybe in Jordan Degoe's contract that might say mm -hmm. hey do this or don't do this as the case may be um, because of some things that have maybe happened in the past. But uh, what, let's, let's move on beyond that because we know, again, we don't know what has transpired, if anything. So it's not our place to speculate um, or, you know, try to, you know, lock in something that happened or say something that, that is ultimately not anywhere close to being true. This club, you know, was not it was I think the second youngest club in the the comp last year, but it's now the youngest because you lost some tremendous 
veteran leadership with you know Ben Cunnington, who you know it's a, it was great to see him battle back to be able to play anyway. Uh, yeah. Jack Zebel, Todd Goldstein, and you know I, it's going to be strange seeing him in black and red this year. Um, but what do you think that the, those three players instilled in the youngsters that were with the club last year that that they're going to be able to carry forward into 2024 and beyond? Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned those three blokes, and that's 834 games of AFL experience. Uh, that's just something you don't buy. Um, yeah, look, uh, Todd Goldstein wanted to leave. Uh, he did say that uh, he, he didn't want to compete with uh, Tristan Cherry. He wanted him to have the mantle, um, mm-hmm. so which is noble of him. I'm not too sure if that's true or not, but yeah, look, yeah, you know, I mean, it gives opportunities to other guys. Uh, Tristan Cherry, I mean, uh, you know, George Wardlaw, we're certainly hoping steps up uh, into the midfield. And, you know, um, can have a free run at it because he's obviously had his injury history uh, in the last couple of years with hamstrings, even in his junior football. Um, yeah, and it just, I guess, uh, you know, we've still got a little bit of experience, but not much like Hugh Greenwood and Liam Shields. The the, the man will have to go to them, that they right. have to be, you know, they have to guide the younger guys now. And, uh, yeah, um, yeah, be the real leaders of the club now. So, you know, I know they had a, uh, like, an inter-squad uh match yesterday or the day before yesterday, um, yeah. what's the what's the mood like at Arden Street this year is, is it is it upbeat from what you have seen have you had a chance to go and watch any training on your own in person no I haven't seen any training or anything like that like just from the clips of mm-hmm. um yeah from the socials but uh yeah look from what I understand you know the, the players look like they're in uh, a good you know um headspace and good Good spirit at the club. Um, we had the AFL women's you know, team go really well. We had a lot of the uh, men's team come and watch them and support them, which is really mm. nice. So, yeah, I think there's, um, you know, <clears throat> we're starting to build a culture of, you know, um, a North Melbourne culture where, you know, it's uh, very much a blue collar, uh, working hard. And that's what, uh, you know, Clarkson wants to bring across. And then, you know, um, well, obviously, you know, it's a very talented young list, but it is very young too. So yeah. hopefully, uh, yeah, we can yeah, certainly see some a little bit of improvement this year as well. So, you know, in, in yeah, it, while it can't be done, it does, does just like a small part of you just sit there and think, can we just hit the fast forward button to 2026 to see what this is going to be like, or, you know, so we don't necessarily have to watch all of the lumps or do you want to watch all of the lumps that they're going to take over the next year, you know, the next year or two to get themselves to where they're, you know, competing for a spot in the eight. Yeah. I mean, the longer you don't go with that success, the the quicker you want it, I guess. And yeah, teams can be, can get frustrated a little bit and be Mm -hmm. stuck on a treadmill of mediocrity and just finish mid table for a number of years, which is what we sort of went through with Brad Scott, where, you know, we we got a couple of senior blokes um, to try and get a premiership like Del Sano, Jared Waite, but then it left us where we were, where we lost a lot of experience. Um, Well, I think Brent Harvey, Drew Petrie, Del Sano, Jared White, not Jared White, um, maybe one or two others, all retired at the same time. And then, yeah, we had a couple of years of mediocrity and then we tried to fast track the rebuild and it didn't quite work. We got Jared Polax, um, a couple of other players that just, Dom Tyson, I think it was, um, paid him good money um, on long contracts, didn't quite work out. And then we had to rebuild and yeah, it's, um, and now we have to rebuild the rebuild again. So it's been a long time since we've, um, you know, played finals and had much success, even on a football field. I think we've won 12 out of our last 80 odd games, which is, uh, in a wins and losses results industry. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's not very good. Sounds an awful lot like, uh, the Cleveland Browns over most of the last, uh, quarter century uh yeah. <laughs> yeah so you know i i have to ask there was a lot of discussion going into the the draft back in november did you know one you know supporters of of 17 other clubs were questioning the the additional draft capital that was provided to the club um you know well ben mckay is a a wonderful human being you know pick three for him was you know one where people were going really pick three. Yeah. Are, are, are you sure about that? I mean, do you think that, that is, is, is North at the position right now where they have probably received all of the 
help, if you will, that they're going to get from the league in terms of this rebuild. And they're just going to have to start, you know, putting the pieces into place that they have or are going to be able to acquire organically now. Yeah, I, I certainly hope so. I mean, okay. it's a sign if we struggle, keep struggling for the next couple of years, um, the AFL probably will continue to prop us up. But we certainly want to see improvements now. There's there's no more excuses. I mean, mm-hmm. this list has been together for a while. Uh, but, you know, we, we've got to um, grow together. We've got uh, new coaches into the system now, assistant coaches, uh, to hopefully uh, help Alistair Clarkson. Maybe the, the previous uh, regime got a bit stale, I'm not too sure. Um, we've got development coaches that we certainly hope um, when players get to 22, 23 years old, they're not at uh, pretty much uh, at the end of their career almost. Um, they're stagnated in their development for whatever reason. Uh, we're certainly hoping that um, you know players that get to 22, 23, like a Bailey Scott, um, yeah, that's just one example, that can take the next step forward and you know, can, we can really... Uh, yeah, um, you know, show signs each year that we're progressing. Like you said, 2026 would be a good time frame for us to hopefully um, at least compete uh, for a final spot. Okay. So, you know, you had picks two and three, which ended up being picks two and four. Um, But were you, were you in the camp where you were thinking, boy, it sure would be nice to see, the club maybe make the move to try to get up to one for Harley Reed, or were you thinking we've got other needs besides adding another young midfielder to the mix that we've got other spots that we need to fill? Yeah. I'm never a big fan of trading up um, because it hardly ever works that you go like even from one to two, I know Mm -hmm. there's a bit of a gap that they sort of said Harley Reed is a generational talent. Um, if we kind of knew that, we probably wouldn't have won round 23 last year. We probably would have just come up with the excuse to, you know, or not come up with an excuse. We probably would have um, gone to lengths to lose the game rather than actually gone to lengths to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, from all reports, Colby McCurcher is flying in preseason, uh, pick two. Um, we couldn't get that key, key forward. Uh, the name escapes me that went to Gold Coast at pick three. So we got Zane Dersma. We got the best available. Um, so you get... You know, picks two and four, you know, uh, two highly quality, you know, talented footballers and, right. you know, uh, in the top five as opposed to one. Well, so, and, and yeah. you know, you added, you know, you added then three, you know, three other picks within the top 23 yeah. picks. So yeah. a significant influx of young talent. But again, it kind of it kind of harkens back to how do you get them up to speed and get them to where they're ready to start winning games on a consistent basis? Or do you, or do you just say, let's get the experience in them. Uh, let's get them, you know, blooded. I think is the term that gets used quite a bit to get to, to say a 26 to see, have them compete for a final spot there. Um, you know, and again, I, I don't know a lot about the other, you know, the other three athletes that were brought in, but you know, the one that I, I that I was curious about because I didn't see him lit. You know, I'm looking at the, uh, the list on the footy wire website, but he's it's a name that came up when the club brought him in, but did not see him listed on the list. Uh, Toby pink. And it sounds yeah. like it's kind of a, a you know, name that people were thinking, well, this kid's got some talent, but he's actually not actually listed on the, the club's list at this point in time. Is he, is he going to be somebody that gets added in before, you know, if they decide to hang on to him before the season begins. Yeah, well, he came across. I'm not so sure it works as a delisted free agent or whatever it was, okay. or a supplemental player. He came from a SANFL um, Glenelg team uh, who played in the grand final. He's definitely on our list. He's uh, definitely in the frame for round one as well. Key position defender, intercept defender. Um, has had uh, little spells at uh, the City Swans as a forward, which didn't quite work out when he was younger. He's a mature mm-hmm. age body now. He's 25 years old. Uh, he'll definitely be competing with uh, the likes of Callum Dawson and Charlie Combin uh, for, as that third key defender. So, yeah, um, from all reports, uh, looks like a good, solid player. I can't tell you much about him besides the, you know, two or three-minute YouTube clips. Right, and, right. Yeah, he's got yeah, red hair, so he might be a fiery one. There you go. Because like I said, I you know, he's not listed on the list on Footy Wire, so I just I didn't know if there was like a supplemental – List yeah, that he was on that he would get added on to before before March. I, I wasn't sure how that worked, but thought maybe you might have some insight into that. But uh, you know, it, so, some people were speaking rather highly of him when when they signed him. Um, so, which of these these first year players that are coming in, which one's going to make the biggest impact for the club this year? Oh, 
I'll go the safe bet, and that'll be Colby McKercher. Looked really good off the halfback flank in the uh, intra club match from all reports. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so he's probably the number one. He's got a bit of pace, uh, good user of a football footballer, which um, which we don't have. So <coughs> oh, sorry, Craig. That's and okay. Yeah, so he's probably the number one option for me. That um, yeah, he, he'll definitely be in a round one team, and yeah, someone that uh, we're going to get excited about. <coughs> Now, do you, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, the the younger, the the older uh, Dersma, who plays with, who's been with Port, that's that's the young man that after a goal enjoys the firing of the arrow. If I'm not mistaken. So, uh, is is Zane going to have his own thing? Is he going to have like a uh, like a mounted 50 caliber machine gun where he's going to kind of go something like that. Or was he going to try to top his brother after he kicks a goal or. <laughs> yeah. I'm not so sure. He kicked four goals in the intra club match yesterday, yeah. but uh, he didn't do any celebrations. I mean, obviously it's an intra club match. So right, right. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's the, what's that? Uh, Xavier Dersman. That's for the Jamal Murray sort of, uh, but yeah. Um, arrow. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm not so sure. Um, but uh, look, if he kicks uh, a lot of goals, then he can do whatever he likes. Whatever he wants. Exactly. Yeah, you're, there you go. There you go. And speaking of kicking a lot of goals, um, I asked this question when I did the, uh, the the Port Adelaide preview about whether or not Todd Marshall can do this. But I think it might be more likely with the person I'm going to ask you about. Can Nick Larkey win a Coleman in the next year or two? Um, well, a lot depends. Uh, I think, um, yeah, I mean, like the round 23 game last year, like if you play fast, fluent football, then he's mm-hmm. going to get his opportunities. If we're going to play a bit slower, and he's going to be the number one target, we all know that. Um, so teams will plan around that and double team him, triple right, team right. him, whatever. So we can't, you know, just always go towards him. I'd rather he didn't win it and he kicked 40 or 50 goals I- and we get a spread through uh, I was, four or five players. I was just going to ask that. I was going to say, do you hope he doesn't win it? And then he's got a partner in crime up there who kicks another 40 or 50 on their own, uh, you know, yeah, along yeah. with it. That That's yeah. I thought that might be where you went with that there, but so, you know, it's, yeah, he's, yeah. Yep. Yeah, extraordinarily accurate though. You know, it's uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it helps very much. Yeah. yeah. So um, do you, do you think that this is the year that, you know, well, as you said, 26, where you think they might be competing for finals, but do you think that this is the year that they, that they jump out of the, uh, the bottom two? Do you think that they supplant somebody else at say at the very least 16th on the ladder? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, this year, I'll probably only got them projected for three or four wins again this year. I just think, um, the list is probably a little bit worse, not as far as, um, talent goes, but inexperience as well. You can't okay. just rely on a bunch okay. of you know first second gamers just to you know first or second year players to you know to carry your team. Uh, so yeah, I think that'll hurt in the end. Um, but I, look, I, I expect you know, North and West Coast still to be where they are uh, this time at the end of the year. Probably uh, yeah, probably a little bit pessimistic, but yes, um, it's a hope that kills you sometimes too, Craig. Well, that's again. I'll I'll go back to the Browns again. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's one of the reasons I cut all my hair off is you know they've given me lots of gray hair. Although although my students gave me a lot also because I used to when I used to have the hair when I used to have the hair I would go up and point to them and see that gray one right there. You gave me that one, uh, but now I cut yeah. it off so they so they don't even know about it. And so, um, what is a I'm going to ask you both parts of it right now. What is a successful season going to look like for the club? And what are going to be the warning signs we're going to go, uh-oh, this is not progressing the way that we had hoped. And I kind of asked you, I've asked you this last year as well, but it's, you know, it's a new year. So I'll kind of ask you, you know, the, the same thing again. So what, what are you going to look for that you go, okay, that ticks the box, that ticks the box. That's, it goes on the oh crap list. Uh, development of uh, certain players. I think if Tristan Sherry can compete as a number one ruckman this year uh, and have a good run at it, and you know, um, you know, be better around the ground, I think he took two marks in the last four weeks of the season, which isn't good enough for a player of his height and strength. So, he, yeah, if we can get you know him developing, Charlie Combin as a key defender, uh, if he can get a good run at it, injury wise. Um, and just the continued uh, improvement of other, you know, uh, second or third year players. I'd love to see Charlie Lazaro 
um, get a good crack at it this year, it's going to be tough because we do have a you know hundred midfielders on the list. Um, and yeah, you know, uh, yeah, other players like Jaden Stevenson having more consistency. Uh, it's obviously tough playing this position forward pocket. Paul Curtis to really take a step up. Uh, Josh Goder as well. He, he's a player that I'm really high on. I think he'll have a really good year. Um, so, yeah, just the continued development and improvement of those, you know, not just those individuals, but uh, collectively as well. That's uh, that's how I see see it as a, as a success. Trying to kick uh, a good score each week, you know, 90-plus mm-hmm. points. Would be a good goal. Um, if you're going to play run and gun, then you're probably going to concede a fair bit because you're going to be prone to the turnover. But um, yeah, if you can lose games 120 to 90, as opposed to you know last couple of years where we were losing games 85 to 40 or something like that, mm-hmm. it was quite hard to watch those games of football. So, so a more a more respectable percentage would be, you know, yeah, at oh, the end of the season as well. So if you're if you you know last year your percentage I think was at around 71. So if you get mm-hmm. it upwards of say. 80, 80 plus. Yeah. You know, this year that would be that would be one of those green shoots you'd be looking for. So so what do you what what are you gonna be not looking for, but when you see it, you're gonna, you know, think, uh oh, that's not quite working out the way we were hoping. Yeah, like I sort of said, um, yeah, if we're if we're gonna play dire games of football where we're scoring 40, mm-hmm. 50 points, um, right, right. And we're just going back, you know, oh, let's just uh go for honorable losses. And players, you know, that, uh, you know, start regressing a little bit uh, as far as form. Um, you know, Taron Thomas drops his head and starts looking disinterested uh, if he does play. No, I was just going to say Tristan that. Sherry, yeah, if he's out there, yeah. Yeah, Tristan Sherry just uh, plays Tristan Sherry football. Um, you know, then, yeah, that, that's when you sort of think, oh, geez, we might still be another five years away. So as opposed to two or three years away. So, yeah, no. Well, yeah, so it's going to be uh, interesting. So what, and I, and I almost don't want to ask this question. It, I'm not jinxing anything, but it's, it's one you don't, you don't even want to think about, but you know, I, I, I will say it from my standpoint, it was LDU last year because he was my first pick in my fantasy team. And, you know, he didn't play much for me last year, but what player can the club least afford to have missing from the, the 22 week in and week out, which one has to be out there for all 23 games this year? Or as many as uh, possible Nick Larky. healthy. Yeah, Nick Larky's the okay. number one, uh, number one, number two, number three player as far as that goes. Like okay. LDU, I th- look uh, as great as he is, but you can't. We've got a number of other midfielders that can't step up. We showed that in like round twenty three last year. Like a Charlie Lazaro comes, he gets twenty five touches, plays a really right. good game. Nick Larky, if he goes down, uh, I don't know who that other option is that can kick goals. To be honest with you, uh, it'll be yeah a little bit tough to watch. He's the number one target. Uh, as a forward, and yeah, like you said, he is an accurate kick too. You know, mm-hmm. not, not just you know, a, you know, a great footballer, but he takes his chances as well. So it makes a difference, and it, it made us a lot more competitive games last year too than probably what we should have been because of him. Well, it's you know, it's like the you know the uh, you know the having the you know the basketball team that has the you know the the rest of the club may not be very good, but if you got that one guy that continually knocks down shots from all over the floor, you know, even if you're, you know, double teaming him, he can still hit his shots, you know, that you're going to, you're going to be somewhat competitive. You may not still be able to put up enough points to win a lot of games, but you know, that person's going to you know keep you in the game a little bit more so than you otherwise would be. Yeah. Alan yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a, uh, you're too young to remember. There was a, 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 uh, his his given name was Lloyd, but he changed his name to World. His name was World Be Free, mm. and he was uh, he played for Philadelphia back in I think the seventies and eighties, and then he played with Cleveland and the Cavaliers. But this was this was a guy that if the ball was passed to him, you know he might he might score 25 26 points a game and average a quarter of an assist per game because once he got the ball in his hands you weren't getting it from him the shot was going up didn't matter where he was he was going to take the shot he could be on the bench he could be in the shower in the locker room he was taking the shot from there uh cameron thomas from uh brooklyn nets there you go there you go Mm -hmm. so you know looking at your 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 first five this year i mean that the 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 people who made the fixture didn't do you a whole heck of a lot of favors. You know, you start out with the giants, you got the Dockers, you know, the Dockers had a bit of a down year, but that's a side that, that, you know, could be, should be, you could argue playing finals this year. Then you got the blues, the lions, and then 
who knows what's going to happen with the cats this year. Is this the year they fall off a cliff? I don't know. Um, so they're not doing you a whole lot of favors to begin the year here. No, nah, look, you probably have look, you probably have to think that uh, we won't win any of those games. But like I said, I'm not too worried about uh, the wins or losses mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, right, right. I'm more worried about how how we play and how competitive we can get. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't pick us in any of those games. Uh, to be honest with you, maybe Fremantle. I think that's at Marvel. If I'm correct, um, I'm not too sure. I haven't looked too hard into it. That might be the only one that uh, you might be at a little a, bit of a tougher chance. It is at Marvel, uh, yes. Yeah, the other the other four teams, I wouldn't think, um, yeah, will we'll do too well. So, so is we'll, um, so go yeah. ahead. No, no, go. You go ahead. Uh, is, you know, y- you brought in last year an absolute legend of a coach. And I'm I'm sure as a as a Ruse supporter, you were thinking, this is great. We've we've got a guy who's won numerous premierships to to help guide us going forward and you know bringing us back to our glory days and hopefully win, you know, some finals games here and get back into a grand final within the next few years. And then he's you know steps away for whatever reason he stepped away from the club last year. You know, he's not there this year, but Brett Ratton did his very best to help you know, steady the ship as much as he could to help the club grow. Well, well, Clarko was not there. Are, is, do you think he's in the right place now where he's ready to lead this club and, and be able to, to, to stick with it? Yeah, I was certainly hoping so. Look, I don't know the, you know, what goes on in uh, everyone's head or anything right, like right. that. Um, he seems to, he seems to preach that, uh, you know, every time he's asked that uh, he's definitely in a better headspace than he was, you know, uh, this time last year. Obviously, it affected him a lot. He was, um, and it probably affected up our uh, pre-season and season, particularly in the early rounds where apparently he had a bit of a temper tantrum against Port Adelaide one game at halftime. And, yeah, it took, uh, yeah, it took an indefinite um, absence from, from the team. And it's sort of like after the first probably four or five rounds, our, our performances really... Uh, you know, um, swayed and you know went backwards in a hurry for about four to six weeks here, and we almost um yeah it looked uh, pretty bleak. We we're losing games, you know, by uh, seven eight goals, and we we're only scoring like thirty or forty points a game. And yeah, so he's, he said, uh, you know, he was quoted uh, last when he came back last year, which is last four to six weeks. He mm-hmm. had good energy about him, and yeah, I was really looking forward to you know coaching, and yeah, so. Well, and, we, and you can only go by what he says, and he seems to be in a good headspace. From and you know it, what's interesting about that is that you've you've you know you brought in you know a lot of young talent, and you you know you had some older talent who had who had had some success, who had played some finals. But then you brought in a lot of young kids who had had some success at their junior levels and that type of thing. But now they were playing with with grown men, if you will, and they were taking their lumps and not having the success that they would have, you know, they would have had if they were still playing at, you know, the level they'd been at the previous year, that sort of thing. So I, I could see where they could maybe become a little discouraged and that sort of thing. And you've got to figure out how to, you know, how do you build up the psyche of, of those, those young men and, and, and instill in them, you know what, you've got, you're, you're taking your lumps right now, but getting this experience is going to help you to grow, to become a better, you know, contributor to this club in two or three or four years to where we're going to be able, instead of being the nail, we're going to get to be the hammer, mm. if you yeah. will. I mean, yeah, like uh, Harry Sheasel, you know, he's probably a classic example. Mm-hmm. George Wardlaw, you know, probably players that uh, had a fair bit of success in junior football. We've seen it with Jason Lord Francis, you know, had a fair bit of success junior football. When things were going against us, you know, he, he really showed a immature side and probably a player that's uh, not used to losing. So, you know, um, we're certainly, um, yeah, we don't want uh, you know, young players to become too discouraged too quickly. And I guess, you know, someone like a Jai Simpkin, Luke McDonald, you know, mm-hmm. they're two players, they're senior players and captains of the club. They're, they've got to keep uh, the group together, especially when the, you know, uh, games do get tough and there will be tough games this year. There's no doubt about that. Um, and Harry Sheasel's got a really good head on his shoulder. He's already in the leadership group. Um, so he's, awesome. he's a player that's, um, yeah, uh, it has grown a lot over probably you know, the course of 12 months. And yeah, he's, he's a really good kid. And I haven't, I guess I haven't looked at it that closely. Are they, are, they ran with like co-captains last year, if I'm not mistaken, did they not? Yeah. Are they doing that again this year? 
Yeah, as far as I know. Okay. Um, yeah, both uh, Simkin and McDonald are co-captains. And, uh, yeah, we've got uh, uh, Harry Sheasel, Nick Larkey, and the Mo- uh, Bailey Scott's in the leadership group as well. So, okay. yeah. Okay. So, um, the end of the year and, you know, the, the, the clubs played their final game of the season. Um, what does the headline in the Herald Sun or code sports or afl.com.au say about the ruse for 2024? What, what's the headline going to be for the club? Yeah, no, that's a good question, uh, especially with the, the fickle uh, media around here. Uh, <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, they're a bit short-sighted, the media around here. I mean, it is based on wins and losses, and there's going to be some tough losses. Mm-hmm. So it's probably going to be an impartial headline. Uh, I'm not too sure what it will say, but probably some some reporters that um, you know, go for the clickbait, like uh, Kane Corns, will probably say, uh, yeah, this club's uh, gone backwards and, yeah, not not going anywhere. I don't know what understand what they're, they're doing and so forth. Uh, whereas someone like a Mark McGowan, who's a respected uh, journalist around here, you you will um, he'll say no, the, the club's going in the right direction, and yeah, so it's it depends uh depends who it is, I guess. So yeah, yeah. so you know, I, I I would say maybe Kane Corns could have had something along the lines of you know that this was in a you know, pretty you know pretty extensive weight that they have on their shoulders after what was discussed earlier this week with regards to what the, you know, the AFL not reporting on the, the, the weight uh, of the players, you know, which I, yeah. which I asked in a couple of the other interviews, I said, you know, does that mean that, uh, that, that, that roaming Brian is going to become like one of those carnival barkers, you know, dragging around one of those scales into the locker rooms and the changing rooms going, I think you weigh 74 and a half kilos, hop up on here and let's see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it is. It's, it applies, right? They don't really care anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 maybe and I mentioned one of the others. Maybe this is I don't I don't. Maybe this isn't the right way to say it, but I, I would think you would probably be less likely to ask the players in the AFLW their weight than in the AFL their weight. And maybe that's just me being a bit of a traditional old fart that I am that would kind of take that mindset there that you know you generally don't ask women how much they weigh. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it depends who it is. Yeah, yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd say that's probably fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there'll be some that don't care and some that, right. uh, yeah, a little bit protective of that. So who do you see in the top four this year overall? Who do you think is going to jump into the eight that wasn't there? And who do you think might slide out? Or who do you think is going to slide? Maybe they're Maybe they're not in the eight and they're going to slide even further down the eight. Or maybe they're in the eight and they're going to drop out. Yeah, I mean, it's always hard to say. Um, a lot of people sort of ask this question. They say, oh, it's usually just the same teams from pre- the previous year. But mm-hmm. generally, it depends on injury suspensions, um, if you can get a clean uh, you know, run of health out. I think Port Adelaide is a team that's a bit suspect, um, especially the way they went in, out in the finals. Um, you know, straight sets. They're a team that could go out. I, I, I still expect the Bulldogs. Um, I think there's far too much talent for them to not be in the finals. Um, I think Geelong will probably come back up as well. Uh, yeah, they've still got uh, a lot of talent there. They're mm-hmm. a bit uh, senior now. Uh, yeah, obviously very mature list, but uh, yeah, no, I expect them to come back up. Yeah, um, who else was there? Like uh, Brisbane, Collingwood. I think Richmond's on a slide. Melbourne was up What's there. that? Brisbane, Collingwood, Melbourne were all top four, I think. Yeah, I'd, I'd say yeah. that still stays the same. Oh, look, with all the distractions Melbourne's having off the field, you could certainly see them you know, slipping out. You know, you never know. Um, yeah, especially with what's going on with Clayton Oliver. So they're a club that could easily, you know, um, fall out and fall apart, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, I think the Swans will still be up there again. You know, they're, they're obviously recruited really well, getting mm-hmm. Brody Grundy, um, an area of Adams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Taylor Adams. You know, another, another really hard-nosed player, you know. Yeah. Yeah, very good footballer. Yeah, underrated. absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, but so, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's yeah, yeah, you probably got four or five that uh, yeah, might might be certainties, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, you probably got uh, you know, ten others that uh, will fight for the other four spots. Yeah, that's it. And I, 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 I have one club that's in the eight, and I'll tell you off air. Um, and I because I don't want to say it because I've, um. 
I don't want to have people get mad at me quite yet. I'll put that out in when I do my ladder predictions. But uh, I'll tell you off air, I have one club that I think is going to drop out of the eight that maybe a lot of people aren't suspecting. Uh, but uh, yeah. But yeah. are you ready for a little bit of ruse trivia before we wrap up here? Yeah, sounds good. Go for it. Okay. Okay. Now, I, I um, these five players, all of them, they played at least 14 games last year. They all averaged at least 20 disposals per game last year for the club. Okay. Uh, Harry Shoes will be one. Uh huh. Did LDU play over 14 games? Luke he, was, he was the one that played 14. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yep. okay. So that's yeah. two. Um, I'm going to go midfielders here. So, oh, maybe Bailey Scott. Mm-hmm. There's three. Uh, who else we got? I don't think goals. I might even go defenders. Because, um, oh, well, Harry Sheasel, Bailey Scott. So I've got three, haven't I? You've got three. You've okay. mentioned you've mentioned one of the other two during our discussion. One of the other two during the discussion. One, one, the other one. His name has not come up in the discussion, though. Oh, okay. Um, Joy Simpkin. That's one. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't think it would be Luke McDonald, would it? It was not. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Taron Thomas. No, he only played about eight games, didn't he? Yeah, he so. only played eight. Yeah. Yep. Um, what if I what if I told you he stepped away from the club? Oh, uh, not Goldstein. Nope. Uh, Jack Zebel. Jack Zebel. Yep. There's your fifth. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. So you got four out of five there, and I think you would have eventually come up with that one. So mm. this this twenty three game player led the club with ninety six point three percent time on ground last year. So they hardly ever came off the ground. Nick Lockie? Yeah, yeah. And that's the – I asked that question with every preview. That's the first non-defender. Yeah, that, it generally is clearly defenders. That yeah, just, uh, yeah that's the first non I did look that up at the end of the season, and, yeah, mm-hmm. I did um, – yeah, I did see that. So you cheated. No, no. Well, I didn't know you were going to ask it. So, <laughs> these are the, yeah. When you got time to yourself, these are the things you do. I oh, suppose. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, you do. Yeah, you're you're right. So, this player, he played 19 games. He he led the club with six and one third one percenters per game last year. Okay, I'll be a defender. Uh, Aiden Core. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yep. You're absolutely right there. Now. This player had the – this is not exactly a stat you want to you know brag about, but he played 21 games. He had the lowest disposal efficiency rate for the club last year at 62.7%. Uh, it wasn't Joy Simpkin, was it? It was not, huh? Okay, 62.7. 21 games, did you say? Yes, sir. Okay, uh, Joy Simpkin. Bailey Scott? Nope. No. What did he have? Do, do you have it there? Uh, give me a second. I can pull it up for you here. Yeah, that's all right. That'd be good. Uh, no, it'll t- just take me a second here as long as my Wi-Fi doesn't crack the bed on me. <laughs> right, I'll keep guessing anyway. Uh, 62. Jack Zabel? Mm-mm. No. It's 21 games. 62%. I'm trying to... He's a forward. Listed as oh, a forward. forward. Cameron uh-huh. Zerha. No, he played less than 21 games. Um, Jaden Stevenson? Paul Curtis. Paul Curtis. Oh, okay. Paul, Cur- yeah, yep. Paul Curtis. Oh, yep. There you go. Jesus, that is life. Yeah. Now, this is, you know, we're, we're getting the, the, the negative ones out of the way here. So <laughs> this, this 18-game player led the club with, 3.78 clangers per game last year. Oh, geez, you could name about 15 players here. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you have mentioned this one already. So Jack Zabel? Oh, that's that's a surprise. Uh, Bailey Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey Scott. No. Oh, I've mentioned him. Um, you mentioned him. Okay. Jackson. Is it a defender? It's a midfielder. A midfielder. Uh-huh. Joy Simpson. 
There you go. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Now, um, this is a, uh, this is a, uh, kind of an off the beaten path question here. Um, in the 21st century. Now, I don't believe that, that he, that this player debuted at this age in the AFL, but who was mm. the oldest player to debut with the ruse at the age of 32 years, 60 days. He, that was that he was that old when he played his first game for the ruse. Blaine Shields. No, no. And you did mention this person's name also earlier. Okay. 32 years old in the 21st century. In the 21st century. So since the year 2000, 2001. Yep. Oh, 2000, 2001. Since then. So in the 21st oh, since century. Then. Oh, since okay. then. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, 32 years old, so uh, I'm trying to think here. 32 years old. Hmm. Like I said, you did mention this name off in passing earlier in our discussion. So I'll give you a hint. He he's not on the list now. He hasn't been on the list for a while. But uh it's a name you did mention. <laughs> okay, my my Zoom dropped oh, there okay, for a no, second. So oh, I'm not good. sure what, what happened there. Sorry about that. It just just came back up. So um yeah. Yeah, so so we were, we were asking you know, the the he was thirty two years old, sixty days. Thirty two years old, sixty days, and he debuted. Was it in the last ten years, Craig? Uh <laughs> let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking it up because I don't know that for sure. Uh, I will tell you that he is. He's forty years old right now. How's that? Oh, uh, Jared White. Okay, no? Jared White. Yes, no, exactly. Yeah. So he played. You know, he he played 184 games with Carlton before he came over to North Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He had a few, so, few good years. It was really good. Yep. Yeah. So to follow that one up, who was the oldest player in the 21st century to play for the Ruse? 35 years, 203 days. Oh, Brent Harvey. That's. In the 21st century? Did Brett Harvey play in the 21st century? Uh, yeah. Well, he, when did he retire? Ah, oh, um, he retired, what, about four or five years ago? Okay. It's not Brett Harvey. Uh, John Blakey. No? 30. It's a bit of a trick question. It's also Jared Wade. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. He was, he was a, 35 years, 203 days. So he was 150 days older than Todd Goldstein when Goldstein played his last game oh, wow. for the Roos. Yeah, yeah. So a little bit of a little bit of a trick question there for you. So um I kind of left you hanging yeah, on you that. Did. Sorry about that. But okay. <laughs> last one. Now I know they've not played games at this at this ground for a long time. I've heard of it, but uh through the history of the club. Does the club have a higher winning percentage at Cardinia Park or at Princess Park? Well, I have to be Princess Park, surely. Nope, Cardinia Park. Fair yeah. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. 41% at Cardinia Park. That's the higher of the wow. two. 25 wins and 25 wins, 36 losses. And at Princess Park, 29 wins and 69 losses over the Jeez, years. That, that is surprising because, um, yeah, every time I see his page along, we seem to always get thumped. So, yeah, no, that's, I can't even remember last time we won there, to be honest with you. So, I, yeah, I, I, I don't think that I've seen the Ruse win in Geelong. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Fremantle win there way too much, I've seen GWS win there way too much yeah, in recent years. So they always seem to come in and, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, now, you know, they, of course, they, they do play them again twice this year. I mean, you've got, you know, you've got, of course, you've got the Eagles twice. You've got the Bulldogs, the Suns, Carlton. You've got Hawthorne. you got Geelong again. Um, and one of those games is in Hobart. And if I'm there, you know, as we talked about off air, if I'm there for that fourth week, I'm debating 
for that fourth week, do I want to stick around in Melbourne to watch games there? Or I've thought about making the trek over to Adelaide to watch the Crows and Hawthorne or to follow the cats down to Tasmania and watch the cats and Ruse game. Mm. So, yeah, you know, it's, I've got options. I need, you know, it's stuff I need to figure out, but of course, again, it's if I'm, if I'm there that fourth week or not, well, I'm hoping that I am. Yeah. It might be a good game. It'll probably, be, probably both teams will be three and zip. So no, it's maybe, maybe North and Geelong would be good round four game. Well, that one, that one is in, that's round 20. Oh, round 20. That's okay. The oh, end of the well. season. Yeah. That's, that's later in the season then. So it's going to be getting, it's going to actually start to warm up a little bit at that point in time by round 20. We're almost getting into springtime. Um, it doesn't get too warm around close here. anyway. <laughs> well, you know, but you know, I, I'll, I should show you a picture of what looks outside my house <laughs> yeah, like no, right it's now. Definitely, uh, you know, a lot better here than there, that's for sure. Yeah, because somebody somebody mentioned to me about you know that well, it's going to be winter here when you come. I said, yeah, but winter in in Melbourne is about anywhere between about ten and thirteen degrees Celsius, give or take a couple yeah. of degrees. Here, that's you know, I'm a little older now, so I probably would put on a jacket. But you know, when I was younger, that's shorts and t-shirt weather around wow. here. Uh, if if it's that temperature in the winter time, you know, we're, we'd be outside in shorts and t-shirts. So, um, not anymore. I'm 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 cold. I'm indoors. I have a heater on outside of my little place where I'm recording here, and I'm freezing today. So, um, yeah. So, Dean, where can you know? We've talked about this before, but if this is the first time that people have, have heard you on the podcast, where can people find your show where can they follow you on social media and engage with you yeah i'm on uh, x predominantly uh at hashtag uh kangas um uh, so you can definitely uh get in touch with me there uh the show's on all podcast platforms spotify uh Apple Podcasts, okay. you know whatever whichever platform you use you can listen to it there uh instagram mm-hmm. hashtag kangaroos podcast i'm on there uh trying to uh, interact a little bit more on there and TikTok hashtag kangaroos one. I don't really go on TikTok too much, but uh, if you need to contact me, yeah, you can certainly get on there. And yeah, okay, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, I've 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 not ventured onto TikTok. Uh, I've I've seen videos of what is on there for some things, and it just I, mm. I as I'm getting older, I have enough brain cells that are leaking out of my head. I don't need to have any <laughs> extra ones that that are that are being shipped out on that are being shipped out involuntarily there. So. Um, yeah. As you said, you know, this is this is a, a club that's going to have some growth this year. You're going to have the you know, hopefully look for those green shoots. Um, I think they're going to be a fun club to watch no. because when they're playing well, you're going to be able to see this is what it's going to look like in a couple of years. This is going to be a club that's got the talent if they can hold on to it, that is going to be very competitive in 26, 27 through 20, 30, 30, whatever the case may be, they may take their lumps a little bit, but it's going to be a fun club to watch play football and watch them grow. And I, I, I think the grass is definitely getting greener. The glass is filling up, whichever euphemism you want to use to, to, to talk about where this club is heading. Um, You know, have they come completely out of the tunnel? Um, maybe not as of yet, but I don't think that I don't think the light at the end of the tunnel is a train anymore. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what uh, yeah, certainly hoping for. We're certainly hoping we can watch some uh, good, exciting football this year, and mm-hmm. you know, a bit of run and gun approach, and you know, uh, being a bit more proactive rather than reactive to the other team. So. Yeah, well, that's what we're certainly hoping for. Our strength is our midfield, uh, so hopefully they can uh, continue. Um, and, yeah, hopefully we can uh, put some scores on the board and be a lot more competitive in a lot more games this year. So do you do you get the opportunity to go to any of the games in Tasmania? Do you make the, that trip down there at all? I haven't as of yet, but I'll probably try and get to one okay. or two uh, this year. Uh, okay. Just uh, – working around things because I've got uh, a lot of things on the weekend. I coach uh, my son's basketball team. My daughter plays basketball okay. as well. So it makes it a bit uh, tricky. Um, yeah. Right, and, right. And yeah, so, yeah, we'll sort of see how we go with that. Mm. Okay. Well, Dean, I appreciate you taking time out of your morning, sir. It is great to talk to you again. Um, I, I wish the club the best of luck 22 times this year. <laughs> okay. Um or 20, 21 yeah, times, 23 games. Yeah, 20, 24. 
Yeah, with the twenty-four games now or twenty-three games. Um, 24, 24 rounds, twenty-three games. Oh, uh, well, right? they got that. Uh, they got that round um, in round three or round yeah, four. Round they zero. Or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, yes, it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be a, it'll be a fun year, and I, I think I think you're going to see a lot of good things happen for the club, and uh, and and I th- I think that you know that watching the club grow is going to be you know beneficial to the to the kids who are there, um, and and I think you're going to be the youngest club for the next couple of years, and I and I'm thrilled to say that you know the mm-hmm. Cats are not the oldest side in the comp this year. I did check; they're not the oldest side anymore. No, no, that's all right. Who's the oldest? No, yeah. oh well. Collingwood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. They're the oldest. They're the oldest team in the comp. That's because, you know, Scotty Pendlebury has not gone back to play basketball. Did you know he played basketball? I heard that somewhere. That, yeah. That Scott Pendlebury well, he's very basketball. young. Yeah. He gets yeah. Men- yeah. I know. I, I know. They just they mentioned it during every broadcast. You know, Scott Pendlebury, Pendlebury has a basketball <laughs> background. It's like, really? Yeah. I mean, I've only heard it 847 times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I've only been following the game for eight years or so. So, well, hey, Dean. Have a fantastic Saturday. I, I hope the uh, I hope the weather is not too hot for you. That's no, nice. If you want uh, to twenty eight today, twenty eight degrees Celsius. So not too bad. I don't think if we totaled up all of the days this week, <laughs> we would have reached twenty eight. Yeah, probably we've not. had several Maybe. days that were like minus thirteen, minus fourteen, minus twelve. Yeah, we wouldn't even get to twenty eight cumulative this week. So, but we're gonna be above freezing next week. So that's a good yeah. thing. So all the snow will melt and it'll get nasty. All right, man. Well, have a fantastic day, and I will post links to all your socials and uh, maybe not the TikTok, but uh, at least I'll post links to your, <laughs> your, your the podcast and, and uh, Instagram and and uh, and your uh, X Twitter as well up on the uh, the show notes for this. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic weekend, sir. No, thank you very much, Craig. I really appreciate you having me on. You bet. Uh, that was that, that was a you bet, chat. man. It's great. It's great talking with you. I, I, I learn a lot from you, but you know, about your club, you know, cause again, I, while I try to, you know, talk about every, every club, I, I won't pretend to know everything. I, I, I know a lot of names and I, you know, I, I have another screen here I'm working off of as well. So I kind of sound maybe a little smarter than I am. But, uh, <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. 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 What, what's that saying? Fake it till you make it. Uh, <laughs> no, you're doing well. No, you're doing a really good job, Craig. Right. So, how many episodes well, you done there? You've thank done... you, man. You've done well over four hundred. Uh, about like uh, about three hundred and fifty-five. Oh, I think I've oh, got. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. I went. I just hit three fifty not long ago. Maybe closing in on three sixty right now. So. No, oh, beautiful. Yeah. No, I came maybe, out good work. Maybe three seventy-five by the end of the year. So we'll see. Well, I, well actually, I will. Maybe close to oh, four hundred yeah. by the end of the year because if I'm in Australia, I'm sure I'm going to be doing a lot of short episodes while I'm over there. Yeah, yeah. Because well, once I figure out once I figure out when I'm going to be there, and that's the that's the thing that really stinks about when I'm coming is that they, you know, the, the, the actual like date and time for all of the games during those weekends are not finalized yet. I know the mm-hmm. range of days, but I don't know specifically what date and what time those games are going to be played, which makes me traveling when I'm going to be traveling somewhat difficult. Yeah. So yeah, you know, really I'm going to re once I figure out, figure it out, I'm going to reach out to the clubs and, you know, try to set up times to where I can maybe, you know, go to training and hopefully, you know, sit down and, and, and chat with and do some interviews with some, some people while I'm there. And, you know, I figure while I'm in the neighborhood, why not? Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds good. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let us know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll catch up when you, when you come we'll down do. as well. So, yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, sounds good. Absolutely. I look forward to that. I look forward to that. Yeah. yeah me Cheers. too. Yeah. No worries, mate. Um, yeah. I'll, you bet. I'll, okay. I'll leave you to it. Um, I'm sure you got, uh, All right. Things you got to do. So, I have, yeah, I have uh, snow. I have snow to shovel before my wife gets home from work again and, and yells at <laughs> me for not having shoveled the sidewalk again. Yeah. Oh, All righty, man. Fun. Take it no easy. Worries. No, thanks, Craig. You bet. Absolutely, you, man. You oh. bet. Uh huh. All right, Dean. Hey, thanks so very much for taking time out of your morning to sit down and chat with me. We had a snow day here, so uh, this worked out. We were able to actually start a little bit earlier than uh, we were going to. Uh, we adjusted the time a little bit later than we were able to come back to uh, something a little bit earlier. Worked out great for both of us. So remember, folks, you can find everything related to my podcast over at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can get on the mailing list. If you enjoy the show, I hope you'll leave a review over there. It really, really helps it out. Gives me some street cred with people who enjoy the show. Uh, you know, if you would like to be a guest, please reach out to me as well. Um, get on my mailing list so when new episodes come out, you can also uh, – Get those in your inbox as soon as they come out. 
subscribe over at my YouTube channel, a criminal named Craig Wessels on YouTube. Uh, I'm closing in on 200 subscribers over there. I know that's not a lot, but for little old podcasts like mine that has just really started to focus on that a little bit more, that would be a huge help as well. Share it with your friends and family if you enjoy it. And uh, when those new episodes come out, they'll be in your inbox immediately. Ladies and gentlemen, look out for one another. Check up on your friends. Give them a call. Get out and have that coffee. Go out and have that uh, that beer if that's uh, your um, your idea that that you know, that you would like to undertake. By all means, do that. But make sure your friends are okay. Let them know if you need to talk as well. And folks, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, I got a couple uh, on Twitter just today that I was reading. Uh, uh, gentleman by the name of Michael who posted something that was absolutely um, very kind um, talking about how, you know, my passion for the game was incredible. I mean, that, that's humbling to me. And I, and I can't, I can't thank people enough for, for telling me that because it kind of affirms what I'm trying to convey with this again. Thanks for the, the kind words, everybody. And as always, may your dribble kick never, ever hit that post. And I will catch you later. And this has been episode 301 of a Yank on the Footy. Remember, you can reach me at yank underscore on, on Twitter at or yankonthefooty at gmail.com. All those links are at my website, yankonthefooty.com. You can find out my blog page there as well. And I do hope you'll share the episode with your friends and family. And don't forget to subscribe. Cheers. Until next time.